0: Well good morning. My name is Julie Alsop. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Community. If you are new or visiting with us today I want to extend a special welcome to you and uh, that goes for those of you who are watching uh, from home or wherever you may be today. We are so glad that you have joined us as well. So last Sunday Pastor Tim was the first to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Do we remember that last week? Yes. So I will be the first to, to wish you a happy summer the very next following week. It's gonna be 77 today, can you believe that? November 8th, November 8th. So I don't know about you, but last week was the longest year of my life. Anybody else? Yeah just absolute craziness. Uh, Today is such an important message and uh, uh, as I watched the news uh, on Wednesday and I'm sure many of you were were watching as well I kind of did it in spurts just to kind of have an update. That's about all I could handle. Um, uh, I I was watching one of the stations and at the top of their chart right because we've got the whole map of the United States they had the words what if at the top and I thought oh my word. Uh, that's the series that we're in, what if. So, you know, what if uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, what would the numbers look like? What if? Our country in is, a state, is in a state of uh, crisis, and I don't know if you feel that or not, but I feel like we're in a state of crisis. Uh, we're living in unprecedented times. Oh, this is the downfall of heels on this mat. I'm going to lose a shoe here. So if I go down, my, my feet are like, what have you done to me? Where are the tennis shoes? I don't know if anybody else is struggling with that. Um, But this election, it has been like uh, no other, and again, nothing like anything that we have ever experienced. But I just want to say to you today, we gather today to remember who we are and whose we are. We pledge our allegiance to God Almighty. Amen? Amen. And we come to worship the one who is the one true king, Jesus, who sits on the throne, the Lord of our lives. In him, our hope is found. I want to go ahead and open this up in a word of prayer. Won't you join me? Father, we come before you this morning and Lord, we are just so thankful the privilege that we have to gather to worship you this morning. And we seek you with our whole heart And Lord, I pray for this assurance for each and every one of us to know that you are the Lord of our lives, that we remember who is the Lord of our lives. And Lord, I pray where there's confusion that there would be clarity and where there's worry that you would give us peace. And Lord, I pray where there's division that there would be unity. And Lord, where there's anxiety that we would experience calm. And Lord, I pray where there are seeds of hate that we would have this opportunity to sow seeds of love and to know that you have the ultimate control. So, Father, we come before you in this very moment, and I pray that you would open our hearts and open our minds to receive you this morning for what it is that you have to say to each and every one of us. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. So, what if? It is the million-dollar question of 2020. What if? And we see the ripple effects of what if, right? What if we do this? What if we don't do this? And the ripple effect of what that could be. And so we are continuing again in our sermon series, What If? Everything uh, has a benefit or a consequence of this question, of a desired outcome, right? What if? So what if we looked at this year as a blessing to slow down, not to stop, but to slow down? What if we realized what was really important? What if we had a new appreciation for the things that we took for granted before? What if we reconnect uh, with God in ways to put him first? What if we practice extravagant generosity that furthered the kingdom of God? What if it's the possibility of something? The possibility of something. Tim uh, shared with us last week, uh, what if we put God first in our lives? And today, I'm going to talk about what if we put God first in our finances. Money matters. We have the opportunity to bless others. Generosity matters. It's the ripple effect. You guys remember, he held up this, this piece of paper last week. And he said, I'm a piece of paper, and I will control your entire life. I have thought about that for an entire week. I'm a piece of paper, and I will control your entire life. But you have control over this piece of paper by the choices that you make. Many of us have heard the expression, the ripple effect. And I want to share the definition according to the the World Wide Web. A ripple effect occurs when an initial disturbance to a system propagates outward to disturb an increasingly large portion of the system, like ripples expanding, expanding across the water when an object is dropped into it. Generosity is a holy disturbance and causes an even greater holy disturbance by rippling its effect to multiply. Isn't that a beautiful image? It's biblical if you set aside the first fruits to God. It was your offering. I want to share a little bit with you. Back in the ancient days, resources involved what they had. And what they had was grain and wine and oil and honey and and all that the fields produced. And they brought before the Lord their first fruits and offering king hezekiah uh, was 25 when he became king anybody have any any kids around that age yeah i've got a couple around that age and i think oh my word became king he became king when he was 25 and he in uh, he reigned in jerusalem for 29 years and he did what was right in the eyes of the lord he was a good king and he wanted to reclaim the laws and the practices of moses you see the israelites they had fallen away from god Ever felt like you've fallen away from God before? Mm. So what if we returned to the people that God has called us to be? I want to share 2 Chronicles 31, 2 through 10 with you this morning. Hear these words. Hezekiah assigned the priests and the Levites to division, each of them according to their duty as priests or Levites to offer burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, to minister, to give thanks and to sing praises at the gates of the Lord's dwelling. The king contributed from his own possessions for the morning and evening burnt offerings and for the burnt offerings on the Sabbaths, at the new moons and at the appointed festivals as written in the law of the Lord. He ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion due to the priests and the Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. As soon as the order went out, the Israelites generously gave their first fruits of their grain, new wine, olive oil, and honey, and all that the fields produced. They brought a great amount, a tithe of everything. The people of Israel and Judah who lived in the towns of Judah also brought a tithe of their herds and flocks and a tithe of the holy things dedicated to the Lord their God. And then they piled them in heaps. They began doing this in the third month and finished in the seventh month. When Hezekiah and his officials came and saw the heaps, they praised the Lord and blessed his people, Israel. Hezekiah asked the priests and Levites about the heaps, and Azariah, the chief priest from the family of Zadok, answered, Since the people have begun to bring their contributions to the temple of the Lord, we have enough to eat and plenty to spare because the Lord has blessed his people, and this great amount is left over. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. There was unity. Idol worship was exposed. Hezekiah reinstituted offerings to God, and they gave of their first fruits, and the Lord blessed the people. No one was in need. God multiplies what we give him, it's the ripple effect. Many years ago, I was uh, traveling out of state, and I stopped by to visit family. And we had never been to their new house before, and they they showed us around and uh, showing us all the the different rooms, and and we were looking at some of the kids' bedrooms. They have uh, three kids, and I noticed in one of the bedrooms where we were in, there were four jars. There were four jars, and uh, they were for an allowance. So right, we remember getting allowances as kids. Some of us may be giving our kids allowances, and so they had four jars, and I remember being struck by this image. So the first jar, it said ten percent and God. Okay, so you knew how much to put of of your allowance in that jar. The second jar said ten percent, and it said taxes. And I thought, man, they're learning at an early age, aren't they? That we got to pay our taxes. So the first jar, ten percent, goes to God. The second jar, ten percent, goes to taxes. And then there was another jar that said 50%, and this was for savings. And then that very last jar, that fourth jar, said 30%, um, I'm sorry, yeah, 30%. And that what was left over to be able to spend. I just thought, what a great uh, way to teach your children about taxes. And it's funny, because now I think about it, I don't know why I didn't ask this question. I should have asked, so what do you do with that tax money? Just curious. It's a question we all ask, isn't it? What do you do with that tax money? So as adults, I think that we can view our finances in a couple of different ways, uh, so to speak. If we think of jars, in one jar we have our bills and our expenses, right? And then we want to know, okay, how much do we want to save? What does that go in another jar? And what do we have left over to spend? And then we think, okay, what am I going to give to God this week? So a challenge for us this morning is, is what do your jars look like? How many jars do you have, right? What do they look like? How might the contents, the percentages in each one of those jars be adjusted? What needs to be realigned? And what's your first jar? What's your first jar? I want to share a passage from the New Testament, and it's a a coming back to God. You know that we can always come back to God. Amen. No matter how far we drift, we can always come back to God. So hear this passage from Acts 4, 32 through 37. All the believers were in were in one heart and one mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there was no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land and houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had a need. Joseph the Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. The early church was of one heart and one mind. There was unity. There was a clear need in their community. Scripture tells us that there were no needy people among them. They met the needs with food, clothing, and a place to stay. Kind of sounds like a little bit like faith community, doesn't it? God multiplied what they gave him as people laid their offering at the feet of the disciples of the apostles. Why? Because the apostles boldly testified to the resurrection of Jesus with great power. They were making Jesus known. So how do we invest our time and our money and our talent Many of us have retirement plans, right, where we invest in our retirement portfolios, our 401K, and we know that the stock market has a tendency to go up and down. And then we invest in the kingdom of God for eternity, right? And it's not up and down. It's constant. And there are heavenly dividends. We have the opportunity to invest in God's kingdom through faith community. We have seen the greatest need in our area that this church has ever experienced over these past eight months. And you showed up week after week to share your resources, to help others in our community, an investment in the kingdom of God. You see, we have the opportunity to change a life and to make Jesus known. How has your life been impacted by generosity? Who are the people that have invested in you? So what does generosity look like here at Faith Community? A a few stories to to share. Uh, We've had uh, just a tremendous impact uh, in the community through our food pantry and uh, have heard so many stories of gratitude, hope and encouragement for those who've had the opportunity uh, that we've had the opportunity to interact with. But there have been even more stories to share. So I'm going to rewind a little bit to August 16th, uh, just kind of back up a little bit. It's when we opened up our doors for the very first time uh, to gather here in this space for online worship. And as you know, and as you can tell, we're kind of rolling things out in phases, right? This isn't how it's going to always be. This is not the new normal. This is just one of the phases. And so August 16th was that very first phase where we opened the doors and we entered back into this space. And it was the first time that anybody had been in here outside of staff uh, since March. And so that day we resumed having a police officer in the building. And, you know, that's something that we have done for the past several years. And the reason that we do that is so that person would protect us here on Sunday morning, that their police cruiser out front would be uh, a visible uh, example of that we have an officer in the building and we have someone here to keep us safe. And I had a chance to, uh, to talk to that officer the very first day. It's someone um, that, that has been here several times. And I had a chance to, uh, to talk to him that day. And I thanked him for serving. And I asked him how he was doing amidst all of the anger that's been directed to- towards law enforcement. And he said that he was doing okay, and we continued to have a conversation. He said, you know, a couple rotten apples don't make the whole bushel bad. Amen? And um, as we spoke, uh, he shared with me that when the church, when this building was closed for five months, how much he missed being here. Now keep in mind, we hire them to come to protect us, but he shared with me how much he missed being here and being in this building. And so for five months when he couldn't come inside to, to do, to protect us in here, he would park his cruiser in our parking lot just so he could be near the Lord, just so he could be near the Lord. He missed being in our building. And I asked him, I said, do you mind if I pray with you? And so we just had this beautiful prayer, and it was a holy moment. And we both walked away in tears. You see, because of your generosity, because of your generosity, we we have someone that, that we hired to come to protect us on Sunday morning to be a present to be presence with us, but God, he is doing something even greater. You see, God ordained something even greater that morning. It's the ripple effect. Every action causes a reaction and the opportunity for God to break through, for God to break through. There was another uh, officer that this was, gosh, probably sometime last year, and, and I was doing a baptism over in the sanctuary, and he was standing at the, the back class, right, so I could see him, and later someone told me he had never witnessed a baptism before, and he was just awestruck to be able to experience that. So don't, uh, don't ever discount uh, the, the amount that you give, whatever you give, because it's the opportunity to change lives, even when someone is here on Sunday morning for a different reason so last week we heard the story of uh and and how at a young age uh, he made his commitment to make jesus lord of his life and the conversation that he had with his high school friends about jesus right the ripple effect we're making jesus known not only by our actions but by our conversations it's the ripple effect investing in knowing jesus and making him known in the beginning of 2020 which seems like five years ago Anybody? Yeah. Uh, Joey shared uh, with us uh, a little bit of of his story, and he's a part of our Stepping Forward family on Tuesday night, and he shared his story with us. And recently, uh, Dwayne had a chance to catch up with him to kind of get caught up on his uh, life and to get an update from him. So we are so excited to share a little bit of Joey's story here with you this morning. Let's watch.
1: Joey. Yes, you do. Thanks for coming. We're in a series called, What If? And we're gonna be talking about what would it look like specifically if a person uh, really just gave it all to Jesus. So give us an update. What are are some things that God's been doing?
2: Well, first I just wanna um, bless this church and just for being here. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, when we met, I was homeless, living in the tent, like a tent in Keener Park. And this place was open for, you know, food pantries. They had their Tuesday night dinner, and it was uh, was very helpful. And I came into this church, and I met Duane. And the love he showed showed me was, you know, it was the love of Jesus. It's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. Awesome.
1: So tell me what it's like uh, for you now. You, you mentioned hearing. God's voice, hearing the Holy Spirit, to kind of to guide you in that direction. Um, what is how important is that in actually being able to make Him Lord of your life?
2: Well, it's super important. Mm-hmm. Every, everything about hearing the Lord's voice and uh, making Him the center of everything. So we put Him first. It can be tough sometimes when we're so used to just living this busy life, or just I need to set aside. Whatever if it's fifteen minutes or thirty minutes or an hour of prayer. At first it was just mumbo jumbo, I didn't really even understand it. But as I continued to read, it started to become alive. Yeah. But how
1: does a person on probably a tight budget, not making a ton of money, how how can God expect you to be generous? Like, isn't being generous just for rich folks? It's
2: <laughs> for believers. You know, God so loved the world that he gave. Yeah. You know, he gave his son. I have a coworker that he's an unbeliever and I've been uh, ministering to him a little bit at a time. Just love, love, love. And then at church, the night before I went to work, the Lord spoke to me. He's like, I want you to bless, his name's Walter. You should bless Walter. I'm like, Okay, how much? And he said, I want you to withdraw $100 out of the ATM. Well, so I get to the zoo, I withdraw the $100. It's 10 tens. And I'm like, all right, Lord, how much am I giving Walter? He's like, ask Walter to pick a number. <laughs> so I go up to Walter, I'm like, hey, Walter. He's like, what? Like, pick a number. Or one through 10. One through he 10. Said. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, one through 10. He said
2: seven. And I'm like, boop, boop, Here's $70. And he's like, I ain't taking your money. <laughs> I said, "God bless you," and threw the money out the window and <laughs> took off in my golf cart. <laughs> that <was crazy. clears throat> you know, and it's and it's not like I'm not going to say the story ended with, "Oh, he got saved. We baptized him <laughs> in the sink at the zoo, or anything." But it's softening his heart. Yeah, you know, it's it's showing the love of the Father. Mm. You know, and that's what this church did for me. You know, when I had nothing, mm. this church showed me the love of the Father.
1: What has God been doing in recent months? Again, that just gives an example
2: of how you hear God and how you obey. Uh, When COVID hit, you know, the the churches shut down. And at that time, I didn't have really anywhere to go. So Mm -hmm. I started, I started live streaming. And uh, the Lord says, hey, I want you. It was very little, but he's like, I want you to give them 10 bucks. So I go to their website, find them on facebook and i you know i give them the 10 bucks so yeah months go by i'm in contact with this church and they're in carthage texas there's some Willis <laughs> <Midwest>, texas <laughs> yeah, and they're they're talking about this um, hebrew first of the year conference that's going on in dallas and i'm like that seems interesting interesting i don't even know what it really is but <laughs> <laughs> you know so i buy my plane ticket and i meet up with this church these people, I don't even know, you know? <laughs> I love it. And I pull up to the airport and there's this man named Jerry. I don't even know Jerry. He's, and it's like one of those guys like- Holds up the sign. Holds sign. and it's, it's a guy from the church. Picks me up, you know, we go out to eat. You know, we get the hotel. Um, had a fantastic time, but the funny thing is like, I didn't have to spend a dime. You know, mm-hmm. on this whole five day trip. It's wow. like, you're our guest. We're paying for the hotel. <laughs> We're paying for the food. You know here's you know you just um throughout the comments hey man i got you this book and and just the love so so in faith you give ten dollars right
1: and they give you basically five days (coughs) of taking care of you
2: yeah and (laughs) you know in malachi it says take your tithe to the storehouse you know and the lord actually says test me in this See that I will open, it for, open the heavens for you. So on Sundays, that's where I you know, dished my tithe. And through that, it's like, boom, blessed. And it was an experience that I'll never forget. Yep.
1: Dude, you're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what
0: if? What if we put God first, saw others as God sees them? What if we put God first in our finances to enable life transformation to happen? I want to be a part of that. I don't know about you. Sign me up. I want to be a part of that. I got a chance to talk to uh, Joey uh, as he was uh, leaving the building. They had just finished recording, and I thanked him for his testimony. You know, it's not easy to get up here and to do that and to be filmed. So I I just thank Deontay and Joey uh, for sharing their stories with us. And I wanted to thank him again for sharing his story with us. And he quickly said to me, no, thank you. Thank you for this church. So church, on behalf of Joey, thank you. Thank you. You see, what you give matters. It changes lives. God God multiplies it and he blesses it. We have this opportunity to imagine what if? What if we made God first in our finances? It's biblical, we see it throughout the scriptures. The ripple effect of every time you give, a life is touched. Kingdom investment, kingdom impact. Kingdom investment, kingdom impact. I am a piece of paper and I control your entire life. But you have control over this piece of paper by the choices you make, money matters. It does, money matters. We're gonna have the opportunity uh, next Sunday as we conclude our series to be able to turn in our commitment cards, what our commitment is to, to God through faith community in this upcoming year. You're going to be receiving more information uh, through an email, maybe even something in the mail. Uh, There's information on the website. There are cards uh, out here in the lobby. You can't miss them with this color, right? Uh, But there are ways, uh, Lord, that that we can just give back to the Lord, right? Uh, Ways that that we can give to change lives, kingdom impact. So I want you to to pick up one of these cards uh, as you leave here today uh, and to pray about that, right? Don't make any big decision as you walk out here today, but just pray uh, what God wants you to do in this next year and and it's similar to uh to to our card of last year you know what if what if we put god first in all aspects of our lives prayer witness service presence giving all of these things we have the opportunity to be kingdom changers what if what if the possibilities are endless i want to invite the, the team to come forward as we uh go to the lord in a moment of prayer won't you join me God, we come before you and we just thank you, Lord, for for your son, Jesus. God, we're just so thankful for the sacrifice that, that he made for us and how he is Lord of our lives, Lord of our lives, that we never forget that. And God, I pray that you would stir in our hearts today, what if, what if, and that we would step out and step up to be used by you. You multiply what we give you no matter how great or how small. God, let us not give out of obligation, but out of devotion. What if we focus on what we have and and what we can do? Help us rearrange the jars that hold our resources. We're thankful for the ways that we're able to impact lives and our community for you. More, Lord, more. We humbly come before you this day and sit at the feet of Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray, and all of God's people said, amen, amen. I invite you to stand as we continue to worship.